1: I was wondering if Joe Biden was watching a Charlie Brown Christmas. Is that what inspired that? I'm just wondering. Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy Boxing Day and National Candy Cane Day and uh, I guess it's Kwanzaa too. It is the Chris Plant Show. Chris is on his Christmas break. It's Michael Pelka back for this week. Thanks for being here. hope you had a great Christmas. We had a quiet Christmas, which in my book means it's a great Christmas. That's all I wanted. It was a nice, quiet Christmas. And now we are 315 days away from a presidential election. Hmm. See, the Joe Biden clip. About the star, I really, I thought he was channeling Linus from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Really, because, you know, I think Linus was actually a little clearer, you know.
2: And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them.
1: Now, Linus gets it right. I'm sure Joe's speech was checked for accuracy because, you know, he's always accurate, isn't he? Always. Every single time he says something, it's accurate.
2: I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again.
1: Oh, don't be so hard on yourself, sir. Do not be so hard on yourself. Well, here we are, the last week before 2024. And I know a lot of you aren't thinking about 2024, but I want to encourage you that we should be doing that. We should be looking forward, because if we don't, We're going to be caught behind. And I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm panicked and everything. No, no, I just want us to be ahead of everybody. I just want us to be jumping up and making sure we're ready. Because as I said, 315 days, will be gone in a second. Now, the immediate immediate week ahead is filled with all kinds of opportunity. As uh, some of us are anticipating that maybe the Supreme Court will take on the challenge that the Trump campaign, Donald Trump himself, has put up to, uh, to throw out the Colorado Supreme Court banning Donald Trump from being on the ballot, which we all know is Bravo Sierra. We know it's just a load of garbage. And it could happen this week. It apparently must happen before January 5th. So that's one of those things that we're keeping an eye on. Just one. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of turmoil still bubbling halfway around the world in the Middle East. And the Israelis are not going to stop. I hope, I hope everybody who's protesting in the streets here in America and trying to ruin everyone else's holidays, I hope you realize, um, A, you're not in Israel. So ruining the holidays of the people here is not going to stop Israel. Yesterday, several, several serious dust ups in New York City on the streets of Manhattan. And over the weekend, you probably saw there were there were a few tense situations as protesters were trying to cancel Christmas. That was their intent to cancel Christmas. You're not going to win any hearts and minds by scaring kids who are going to see Santa or by trying to cancel Christmas. That's uh, just one of those things. But they did manage to find, they, these protesters, I'm sure, funded by uh, maybe someone whose name sounds like George Soros, uh, pro-Palestinian protesters who actually went to uh, Lloyd Austin's house, Secretary of Defense, outside of his house on Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Gathered outside with uh, giant banners and uh, they have their portable Microphone systems, little megaphones there. Chanting outside of the Secretary of Defense's home.
2: Justice is our only fate. Justice, Justice is, our is our only fate.
1: Now, they failed here. This I, I just wanna point out how these protesters failed. The leader is got her portable microphone and she's tan- chanting uh chanting uh austin austin come outside and i thought the the key was the key word they were going to rhyme there was genocide but no they had to shoehorn their uh their chant lyrics in here let me show you here come austin,
2: austin austin come, come outside, outside. You cannot stay there and hide. You cannot you cannot stay
1: yeah, see, they just missed a prime opportunity. These are not smart people. If you can't put a simple rhyme together, if you can't get genocide in the rhyme when it's right there with you cannot hide, it's right there, come outside, and you cannot stay there and hide. No, you're shoehorning. All you had to do. See, this is, like I said, they're not smart people.
2: Free, free, free free, free Free, 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 free
1: There it is. There's the there's the key line. There's the phrase that pays for these protesters. They were outside the home of the secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin. On Sunday morning. Very interesting. I wonder if um, these people will be arrested. You would think they would be. No, uh, we we don't arrest people. Well, I, it is free speech, but at what point does going to the home of a cabinet member of the Secretary of Defense at what point does that break a law? Is does he have security? I'm sure he does. Well, look at that. That that was just one of the many protests this this weekend, this Christmas weekend. Uh, And as I said, there were protests in New York City. There were protests all around the world. But uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is not backing down. He's not going away. He's not going to stop until he finishes the job, basically. told the IDF, you have to finish this. You have to get this done. So that means it could be months. And uh, Egypt proposed a a ceasefire. Egypt proposed an end. And uh, guess who turned it down? Guess who said no thanks? Hamas. Hamas is the ones, are are the ones who said no thank you. So this is where we are today. Uh, Joe Biden apparently has ordered some uh, strikes on the Iran proxies because we have now well over 100 attacks on Americans in, in the region. Well over 100 attacks on Americans in the region. And three of our military members were seriously hurt this past week in the past i think 48 hours three americans seriously injured so joe biden has formally ordered strikes on iranian proxies in the region just as uh, israel killed another iranian an idf strike in syria and now iran vows revenge is anyone starting to get nervous that this whole region is teetering on some sort of serious, larger conflict? Maybe. Anybody? The Red Sea has 10% of the oil, the world's oil. 10% of it comes through the Red Sea, and there are other goods shipped. And over the weekend, since uh, Chris was last here, over the weekend we um, we had word that Uh, the Iranians were talking about making life in the Mediterranean Sea uncomfortable, too. I'm just saying all of that would be a gigantic anvil on top of the economy, not just here, but around the world. It will affect tourism. It will affect commerce. It will affect the shipment of oil needed to ship all the commerce, all of the goods that come out of that area. And to ship goods to that area. So we shall see. We shall see if the U.S. strikes on the Iranian uh, proxies inside Iraq will tamp anything down here. I'm dubious, but then, you know, I'm built to be dubious. Uh, there are some things to be happy about. Trust me, there are, there are some good things that we have to talk about today. And, uh, of course, over the weekend, not only was it Christmas, it was also Festivus, which means Rand Paul delivered His usual basket of uh, government waste and spending that we should have some fun with. That's a good one. It'll make you mad, too, because when you see the money we're spending, your money that we're spending. You wonder, why, why do we need to be spending this money? And can't anyone step in there and say, cut it out? And it's not like we have a problem collecting money. The IRS collected $4.9 trillion, $4.9 trillion in taxes from America and Americans, Four point, almost $5 trillion. So we don't have a problem giving money to the government. We have a government problem spending too much of it on dumb things. The IRS raked in a record $4.9 trillion in taxes from you and me. And most of this comes from automated collections, not, not because the IRS was going down chimneys at Christmas this year looking for gifts of more than $600 and trying to tax them. Although I shouldn't have said that out loud. That probably will be something that they would like to try. But the, uh, the IRS, the Treasury's Inspector General report for the IRS gave us that number. Record-breaking. Record-breaking. Just Unbelievable. And you, you know how much more we collected? $790 billion than the previous year. Almost almost $800 billion more than the previous year. So the answer is not getting more money from you, although I'm betting that in the 2024 discussion of things that the Democrats want to do, raising taxes is one of them. So we shall see. But uh, we'll have some fun with uh, Rand Paul and his list, uh, the Festivus list, as it's come to be known. Uh, we'll we'll get into some of the other some of the other crazy stories uh, from around the country and around the world. Uh, I have um, I have hope as it relates to the migrant situation and the illegal immigrants that are swarming our southern border. I have hope because it appears that Democrats in Chicago are starting to wake up, and we'll get into that. We will get into that. There are actual Democrats in Chicago who are saying, hold on a second here. Hold on a second. This is a bad idea. And if you get Democrats in Chicago threatening to vote for somebody other than a Democrat, maybe, just maybe they'll wake up. I'm hopeful. Uh, did you see Kevin Spacey's bizarro interview as Frank Underwood with Tucker Carlson on Christmas Eve? maybe we'll play a clip from that i i was uh, miffed when i heard about it and then watched it and was additionally more miffed somebody also woke up al gore i don't know if you uh, saw this over the weekend somebody woke up al gore and uh he's he's warning of course about climate cuz you know the the cop the cop thing they just had that climate celebration or that climate uh, grift convention they had in in Qatar. Uh, That wasn't enough. But somebody woke up Al Gore and that led me down a rabbit hole to some crazy statements from climate nuts. And they would like the world population to be decreased. Jane Goodall, you know, Jane Goodall, she's the uh, U.N. messenger of peace. Uh, She wants the world population decreased by 95 percent. I'm not kidding. She wants them. 95% of us gone. Okay, you first. Simple. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. You're welcome to join a conversation. 888 630 9625 is the number. 888 630 9625. Merry Christmas.
3: Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British
0: Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: It is 25 minutes after the hour. Michael Pelka in for my buddy Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. Here on Boxing Day. Hope you had a great Christmas. Just uh, scanning some of the uh, strange news. Over the last few days, the New York Times, the New York Times published an op ed, a pro Hamas op ed from the the mayor of Gaza City, the New York Times. (laughs) Uh, Really, I wonder how many members of the uh, editorial staff, the New York Times are going to pack it in and say, we can't stand for this. How dare you? publish an op-ed that supports a murderous terrorist organization and probably lining up right now or getting ready to turn in their resignations after their Kwanzaa celebrations. Probably going to happen. Or maybe not. A pro-Hamas op-ed runs in the New York Times from the, the uh, I'm sure he's a political pawn, the mayor of Gaza City. Yeah. We remember, we're old enough to remember when Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, was allowed to write an op-ed piece in the New York Times. And uh, people lost their minds. It was at least one member of the staff quit. How dare you publish something from a Republican conservative? But now, now you understand. Now you understand with great clarity where the New York Times stands. A pro-Hamas op-ed piece in the pages of the New York Times. It's all you need to know. That is all you need to know. All right, let's grab a quick call here. Victor, our friend Victor in Silver Spring, Maryland is on the phone. Hello, Victor. Merry Christmas.
4: And Merry Christmas to you and hope we have a happy new year. I was um, at a Christmas dinner yesterday at a neighbor's and the border came up. And I mentioned that Biden doesn't care about anybody except the illegal aliens. And I also said, let's play a little game here. You know how great the Democrats are checking off boxes, black, female, lesbian, whatever? Sure. What group is left out completely? You never hear anything about one group in particular.
1: Um, Left-handed people.
4: No, no blind the people in wheelchairs why is you know, that box being checked by the democrats well the know, way i
1: victor I, I understand that and you're a blind gentleman yourself correct yes and i wonder how many members of the administration are uh visually challenged or or legally blind i wonder that that's a question that w- we can't attack until we actually ask the question if there are none Then you can attack. But we should ask that question. Maybe there's a way we can look that up. I'll do I'll do a quick search during the break myself as well, Victor. But that's a really good question. They tend to virtue signal. They, the Democrats, tend to virtue signal with things that are instantly apparent, meaning skin color and meaning gender, if we're even allowed to consider gender anymore. But that's a really good question. I appreciate you being there, Victor. Uh, more more from the phones, and, and uh, I, I may be getting into my climate rant because somebody woke up Al Gore. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show.
4: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about
1: It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. He's probably cruising up Lakeshore Drive right now in Chicago, speaking of that lovely song. Happy to be here, thrilled to be here, and I uh, hope you're feeling welcome to join us as well at 888 I am uh, reviewing some notes during the break. And Jane, who's answering the phones today. Thank you, Jane, for being there told me that uh, I'm not allowed to say someone is legally blind. I don't know if that's correct, or maybe it's politically incorrect to say it. My, my friend, Jim Stovall, who is legally blind, corrected me when I once called him uh, visually challenged or uh, vision challenged. He goes, no, I'm a blind guy. Call me a blind guy. So I, I tend to use simple speak when I can I didn't know. Well, not that I've ever been really focused on political correctness. Uh, should I be? I don't think so. We have a lot to get to today, including more of uh, Rand Paul's Festivus list of government waste. And when we look at almost $5 trillion taken in, in taxes, you wonder, uh, of course these people are spending like drunken sailors because we give them too much money. How about we give them less money? And then they can spend less on stupid things. But we'll get into some of the stupid things. Uh, there, there are also some r- incredibly ridiculous takes on the birth of Jesus trying to be compared to the situation in the Middle East. And AOC's right in the center of that. But she's not alone. CNN brought in a Catholic priest who also was pushing some insanity as well. And then I I mentioned that um, somebody let Al Gore out or woke him up or something. And he was um, he was pushing his climate religion. And boy, oh, boy, were they sucking it up over there at CNN. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Here's a little bit of Al. He was on with uh, Jake Tapper on state of the union
3: here's the good news jake if we stop adding to the overburden of these greenhouse gas pollutants in the sky if we reach what they call true net zero and stop adding to the heat trapping capacity up there the temperatures will stop going up right away and if we stay at true net zero half of the human caused greenhouse pollution will fall out of the atmosphere in as little as twenty five to thirty years
1: so, first of all, I want to know who woke him up. And do none of these network news outlets read the study that our own NASA put out and the British Space Agency put out? I'm talking about the study of the Pacific volcano from January of 2022. January 2022, huge volcano in the Pacific. And it was five hundred feet under the surface of the ocean. But it spewed water into the stratosphere, enough water to fill a hundred and I think it's like a hundred and twenty eight thousand Olympic swimming pools, something I'm I'm paraphrasing the study. But both our NASA and the British space agencies recorded this. This is from January of 2022, and they said that what it has done was put all this water into the stratosphere. And water acts like a a magnifier when you put it up there in the clouds. And they explained that this was going to cause a warming trend in our weather globally for the next several years because it's going to take a while for that water to come back down. It's kind of like the same way that when... When the gigantic Icelandic volcano erupted about a decade ago, remember the first big one? And it spewed all that ash into the atmosphere. It created a cooling effect. Ash blocks the sun. Water water that goes up there actually focuses the sun's rays. Like when you hold a little magnifying glass over an ant on the sidewalk. Not that you would do that. So all of this climate scamology that's out there is just, is just being uh, magnified while the actual truth is not. And so we're being sold a bill of goods. And at the same time, you have the World Economic Forum gathering and trying to tell us that, uh, you know, the, the weather needs to be fixed. And of course, humans are the problem. Humans are the big problem, according, according to the uh, World Economic Forum, the WEF. So they dragged out Jane Goodall in front of the uh, WEF audience for her to tell us that we need fewer people. That's the problem. We just have too many people here. So she's up there with her hair pulled back in the gray ponytail, looking very, very calm and very prim and proper to tell us that we need fewer people. A lot fewer people we need to eat
4: less meat
3: we need to to stop land being used for cattle and growing grain for the billions of animals that we keep in our intensive farms and then finally we cannot we cannot hide away from human population growth because you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago.
1: So 500. I'm sorry, 500 years ago, it, we wouldn't have this problem if we just had the population we had 500 years ago. Hmm. 500 years ago, the population of the planet Earth was 450 million people. 500 years ago, there were 450 million people here. There are now between 7 and 8 billion, depending on who you talk to. 7 or 8 billion people. So the World Economic Forum is putting forward this idea that we need to fix the weather and the way you fix the weather, well, they're offering a couple of suggestions. The way you fix the weather in their heads, uh, you're supposed to, well, you have to eat less meat, which maybe a few of us eat too much meat, and maybe you can have a healthier diet. Would it kill you to have a healthier diet? I don't think so. But what, what Jane Goodall is telling you, and as the proxy of the World Economic Forum, what Jane Goodall is telling you is that you, you need to die. Ninety-five percent of us need to die. We need to not be here. And yes, I did say it. Uh, you first. You first, Jane Goodall, which she'll probably get there before me, just because she's she's a lot older than I am. But maybe she doesn't eat meat and she eats bugs, and that's the way she's going to get it done. I don't know, but it, it's astounding to me. Is it not, is it not astounding to you? Uh, but but the. <laughs> The World Economic Forum is what all these globalists listen to. All these climate evangelists listen to it. I saw a, a clip kind of arguing against this. That, uh, that will make you feel comfortable. But, you know, nobody does anything if they feel comfortable. But the uh, key club of Rome has a guy named Dennis Meadows who talks about the necessary depopulation of the planet down to a billion people. A billion people. So Jane Goodall wants a 95% reduction. Uh, Dennis Meadows wants an 87.5% reduction. And uh, he says it can occur in a civil way. Can someone explain to me how it's going to occur in a civil way? How is that supposed to happen? How do you... How do you have climate reduction? And are you are you going to have? Are we going to have a lottery? Who gets to live? Who doesn't? Um, this is some of the psychobabble being put forth by these folks.
3: In one way or another, we are so far globally, we are so far above the population and the consumption levels which can be supported by this planet that I know, in one way or another, it's going to come back down. So I don't. So oh, to avoid that.
1: So he's, he's saying that it's it's a fait accompli, that uh, we just have too many people. Mm, I, I think we, we have issues with feeding people that we can correct. We've seen that. Remember when the war broke out between Russia and Ukraine? And we were told that there was going to be a mass starvation in Africa because the, the wheat and the corn, all the stuff that's grown in Ukraine won't be getting out. Have we seen that? I know there are places where there are, there are trouble feeding people, but we haven't seen anything along the lines of the mass starvation that we were told was going to happen. And they're all doing this in the interest of gaining more control, more access to your life. Uh, this gentleman, Dennis Meadows, continues, and he, he gets a, a little deeper into it here, a little deeper into what, what he anticipates, what, what he wants to happen. I hope
3: that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal.
1: Uh, what do you mean equal? I, the depopulation that he wants us to go from seven or eight billion down to a billion people on the whole planet. So he wants he wants the entire planet population to be smaller than all all of China. But he wants it to be equal.
3: You know, so that people share... Uh, the experience, and you don't have a few rich, you know, trying to f- force everybody else to, to deal with it. So those.
1: So Bill Gates and all the land he's bought—that's—he's not going to be able to decide who's going to be living and dying, is he? Yeah, he wants it to be equal. How's it going to be equal? Who decides?
3: My hopes—I mean, these are pretty pessimistic hopes, you know. But I um, mean, that's that's what lies ahead.
1: That's what lies ahead. He said, if you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion people if we have a very strong dictatorship. His words, not mine. They always get to the point, don't they? They always get to the point where they tell you exactly what they're saying. We can have... We can have <laughs> fewer. We can't have all these people if, if we just have a strong dictatorship. But if you just want freedom, we have to have fewer people, which means we have to kill 87 to 95 percent of the planet, depending on who you're talking to. But it's all about the weather. It's all about the weather. You know who's got the solution? Rick in Elmwood Park, New Jersey, has the solution. Rick, you say you can debunk all this uh, CO2 scam. Welcome. Welcome.
4: Several times over with either history or science. Which would you prefer?
1: I, well, I always go for science, which usually comes from history.
4: Okay, here's the CO2 science. According to Al Gore, which, by the way, who, by the way, is a three-time accused rapist, um, as CO2 goes up, so do temperatures. Well, we know that's not necessarily true because according to NASA land surface data, Uh, Average global temperature fell from 1945 to 1979, and according to all the satellite feeds, NASA GIS, NASA Best, UAH, RSS, and HADCRUT, global temperature fell from 1998 to 2015, and it's been falling since 2016. So global warming is completely over. It doesn't exist right now.
1: Yeah, well, they've you know, they jumped off the global warming bus because they realized that that uh, that catchphrase wasn't going to work. So now it's all about climate change and they're focusing on the severity of the storms and the fact that we've never had storms this big. They did. They did catch on that we were onto them. But you're right. If we go to the actual science, the science shows and you can go way, way back and see that our CO2 levels are now at the lowest they've been, I think, in 600 million years. And I'm old enough to know that because I was around when we first started measuring it. But you're right. It's the science, Rick. It's the science, the science, the science. Although they don't want us to jump on the science. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being there. I'm going to grab one more call here. Uh, Let me see here. Let's go to Joe in Montana. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Oh, it's John. John in Montana. I'm sorry, John. I insulted you. John in Montana. That's all
2: right. it, that, that That's okay. You know, you were you were talking before um, about how it's being sold a bill of goods. If you remember, thirty, forty years ago, it was a sin to ask for a paper bag at a uh, supermarket, and we yes. had
4: to save the trees, save the trees.
2: Now, the plastic is everywhere.
1: Yeah, well, the plastic is everywhere, and if you really want a a paper bag at all the grocery stores where I shop, you can get one, but you have to pay a nickel. So we kind of understood the, the real reason. They're now selling paper bags if you want one, and the hypocrisy is evident to me because I can't use the old plastic bags that the stores used to provide but my, my fruit is in a plastic bag. My meat and fish are wrapped in plastic. If I go to the deli, all of the cold cuts that I purchased are sliced and then put inside a Ziploc bag. And every piece of bread, every loaf of bread in the store is wrapped in plastic. So as Judge Judy would say, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. It, it is uh, Bravo Sierra. Thank you, John. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. On the Chris Plant Show. And a Merry Christmas to you and yours. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. My friend is on a Christmas holiday. I'll be here, God willing, all this week. Thanks for joining us. We're going to try and get to everything. There is a boatload of stuff that we have to share with you. And uh, some of it will make you laugh. Some of it will make you angry. Uh, we are just talking about the World Economic Forum and the climate crazies. I almost said another word that would have gotten me in trouble. Uh, they want us all to die, or at least 90% of us to die. One guy says 87.5%. Jane Goodell says 95%. They just want to cut it down. So you guys have unique insight to this. Let's, uh, let's visit with Chris in uh, Marshall, Virginia. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show.
2: Always a pleasure to speak with you, sir. Um, I'm glad you're going to be with us for the week. I look forward to that. Thank you know, you. Um, we can't agree more about the bucket that is this climate fraud, okay? I agree there entirely. However, I do kind of think if you go into any, any average Walmart at 2 o'clock in the morning, 80% of that population is kind of a net negative. Um, there's a lot of people on the planet. I'm not getting into a value judgment about anything, but what they're advocating isn't, you know, mass murder or genocide or anything. Just to be fair, what they're advocating is kind of like what Dick, uh, Dan Brown wrote about in one of his books. Basically, it's stunting uh, the uh, fertility. So you don't die, your kids don't die. But you have fewer kids, and your kids have fewer kids. So what you're basically mourning are grandkids that are never born. Um, you know, whether there's merit to that or not, I'll leave that to, uh, to to you and your listeners. I think there's an awful lot of people, but that's what they're advocating, just, just to be fair. You well, know, not that's an
1: Inter- interesting point. And, uh, yeah, they want everybody to die off and not repopulate. And I'm, again, old enough to remember that when – we first started hearing that the planet was overpopulated it was in the late sixties. And there were proponents of a theory called ZPG zero population growth. And meanwhile, China was overpopulating itself over and over and over again. And they put a, a two child limit on uh, households or one child limit. And you know, the, China is uh, a, a prime example of if you want to thin the herd on the planet, look at china look at india however i'm seeing you know if you talk about going into walmart and seeing the population on display there at 2 a.m first of all why are you in walmart at 2 a.m unless you're working that's a different question but uh, i'm i'm seeing not a whole lot of crowds in church so i don't see a, a crowded america at this point and if i did then maybe I'd start getting worried about planet overpopulation. I don't think we're overpopulated. I think this is being used to try and control us. Uh, second hour, just around the corner. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. Merry Christmas on the Chris Plant Show. <laughs>